Hey everyone, this is your girl, Kalia PK, and you're listening to Please Not So Loud. Hey party people, I am back with another podcast this week. I put out my first podcast, y'all, and I was so excited. It's only nine minutes long. Only nine minutes, but I'm proud of that nine minutes. It was the first time I had to edit, uh, make sure the sound was correct, create my little art. Y'all, I am not creative, so I tried my darndest. Yes, darndest. If you missed the first episode, I was talking about not being a cusser and which kids probably would cuss. So I uploaded, like I said, my first podcast. I'm really excited about it. I want to thank you all for listening, for tuning in. You know, just me having fun, chit-chatting in a closet. Uh, so, before I get started, you know, I really wanted to go back because I didn't say it in the first episode. Because, of course not, right? I wanted to tell you all why I called my podcast, Please, and Not So Loud. Those of you who listened to the first podcast, I speak about having two nonverbal children who have autism. All three of my kids do have autism, but only two are nonverbal. My 11-year-old, he speaks like a 45-year-old man, and his vocabulary is out of this world. But my two youngest, they can say small words, you know, one, uh, one word at a time, maybe hi, bye, yes, no. So they're considered nonverbal. They're starting to create sentences, but not enough to have a conversation. So they call it nonverbal. I'm speaking about them and and the name itself, because how they communicate, um, they might jump, they might hop, they might growl, they might yell. One of the things that I do, because even if they're happy, they do the same thing. And especially when they're happy, they do that thing (laughs) where they yell and they growl. So please not so loud is a phrase that I use because a lot of times they cannot control um, the yelling or the way that they laugh or their volume. That is an indicator to them. Oh, maybe, you know, I can't hear myself really. You know, maybe I am louder than what I should be instead of using I think shut up is a harsh word. Just my opinion. If you do it, that's you. But me, I just think shut up is a harsh word. And even be quiet. I'm not sure that they they might know the concept, but I don't know. But I just say please not so loud because I understand that they have to do this for them. It's almost like if you find something funny and you're suppressing a laugh, if that makes any sense. So yelling kind of helps them, you know, stabilize themselves. So I call this podcast, Please Not So Loud, because I use that phrase every single day, literally. Yes, especially with my youngest. He finds things funny. He's very loud. but He does not like others to be loud. He understands. He brings down the volume Even for just a minute, the volume is down. (laughs) So that's why I started to call this podcast. I decided to call this podcast. Excuse me, y'all. Can't talk this morning. This is why I decided to call the podcast. Please, not so loud. It's in dedication of my children. And this week, I thought, speaking um, speaking of communicating and how in my family would communicate with three of the children that we love so dearly, right? So like I said, two are nonverbal and the way I'm going to start off the way I communicate with them and then I'll break them down in between on what we do 
and maybe something that can help you. But before we get started, I would like to also let you know I'm not a professional. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm none of those things. I'm a mom who tried these things out. And guess what? They worked. They work. They might work for you. Feel free to try them out. But as I always say, it takes a little bit of time. It did take a lot of time to put these things into play. Just being consistent helped us out a lot. And each and every day, they're getting better and better with their communication. All right. Three ways that I communicate with them. The first one is to point. Most little kids do this. They point two or three, maybe one or two. Hey, I don't know. My kids didn't really start pointing until they was like three or four years old. So pointing. You point, hey, you know, do you want this? You want this? Just just to use their little finger, just to point, just ask. Right? Hey. And if they're uh, older kids and you can't, you know, how you pick up kids and be like, hey, you know, point to this. What do you want? Just bring it down to eye level. Bring it down to eye level because my kids are getting too big for me to lift. And, yeah. They, yeah, I'm pretty short. I'm only 5'2", and they're almost my height. So pointing helped us a lot. And it took a minute for them to get the concept of, if I want this thing, then I'm going to point at it. Right? That took a long time in itself. If your kid's not pointing and they're older, it's fine. Because my kids didn't start pointing until three or four years old. And most kids, by then, are already speaking. They experience the yes and the no because their kids have already connected the dots, which is cool. So pointing is how we started. Pointing is always where we start with people who are not around our kids 24-7, right? Because communication, we can pick it up instantly because we're there all day long and we get it, (laughs) right? The next one is to sign. So sign language. And before before you like, no, I can't do the sign language. I don't know sign language. How am I going to learn sign language? I barely know English. Me. (laughs) English is my first language, y'all. And I still don't know it. Sign language. We we don't mean like a full conversation. We mean like small words. Like play or more or yes or no. Please. Thank you. All done. Like those. I know it sounds so, so weird, but you don't, those words helped us. How do I want to say this? We didn't need a full sentence to get the gist of what they need when they were able to sign. So one of the things now, just recently, we're teaching our son to sign um, thank you and please. He already does more and all done. So that's where we are now. So hopefully my theory is correct. But we just signed like play and more. And we had a discussion. I want to say my husband, me, my husband and my mom had a discussion about learning sign language. Right. We talk about everyone being included, inclusive, you know, like why not learn? Because that is a language in itself. But why not learn this language? So that they can communicate with other kids, other people. That'd be good for them. That'd be good for us. So we're going to look into that whole thing so we can learn sign language, so we can be better people. That is a tip. Find out how to say maybe hello. We I think it's waving, but more. All done. Please. Thank you. Yes. No. Eat. That has helped us tremendously. Even though, even though... 
there was a conversation when we were like, well, we want our kids to learn sign language. There was a conversation that, well, the problem is, is that our teachers do not know sign language. I was like, oh, in my head, and I think that my husband verbalized what I was thinking. Well, whose problem is that? We're supposed to be inclusive, even, we're supposed to be inclusive, even in a school setting. Your staff does not know sign language. Are we inclusive? Are we inclusive enough? Can we get better at this? Now, I know that some speech therapists, they do know sign language. But I think that more can be done uh, in that area, to be honest, to be quite honest. All right. So that was number two. So we got point and we got to sign, you know, sign in. All right. We got two down, two down. One more to go that I really think uh, will help. And this took us a long time to get. So don't think you can just hop on about and go get it. Well, you might be able to. But it took us a while to get uh, to get this. And this also helps them not only communicate with me, but it helps them communicate with everybody else in the world. Because a lot of times, uh, number three, people, people outside the home need it more than uh, people who live with us. Right. So communication, the communication device, I think it's called an ACC device. Y'all don't get me to learn. I just know what's a device to help. <laughs> I just know the device and I know the brand to help um, our children, our owl see i'm so country so one of the things that um their speech therapist uh was speaking of was the aac device we didn't know what it was we said we'll try it out um she noticed first off that our youngest son he would communicate with her on a device that she was using uh, for another child so she wanted to try it out and her theory was correct a lot of people are against these devices because they believe that um, your child would not speak at all if this um, device is introduced to them. And I haven't came across that problem yet. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. This communication device, y'all, it has helped my youngest tremendously. I want to say March 2020, even though it was a rough, <laughs> a rough year last year, that was the first time we heard him speak. Did you hear what I said? The first time we heard him speak, he wouldn't say hello. He wouldn't say goodbye. He wouldn't say anything. He would not say anything. He wouldn't even, you know, the the babbling that like babies do. He would not do that. We get this device and we're excited to use it. Yeah, this is a story. This is kind of very off. I'm, I'm digressing just for a little bit. So he gets this device and we're excited to use it, especially in a school setting. But guess what? the world <laughs> shut down. So he wasn't able to use it in the, in the school setting only on zoom. So I think him learning how to use this device only on zoom. Oh, it's just been great. Cause I can only imagine if it was one-on-one, what, he, what would have happened? You know, he gets this device. He starts to speak. He's hearing the device say these words, right? He presses a button. It's like, Oh yeah, it's supposed to sound like this. He presses the button and he says it. He presses again. He's saying it. He presses it over and over and over. As annoying as it could be to hear the same word over and over and over, it was perfect. Because now we're getting to complete sentences. 
And this is without the device. So this is what I meant when people say, well, they'll stop talking and just start using the device. Um, What I found is that my son is relying less on the device, but he still thinks that you don't understand him. He will say, for instance, he's working on my name is, right? So we're in class and they're trying to get him to say, okay, you know, what, what is your name? He'll say my name is, and then he'll say his name. Right. So say his name. But then he's thinking, man, does that sound right? And so then he'll press his button and then he will say it again. It's just, you know, there to help with his confidence as well, because I noticed that sometimes they don't speak because they're not confident enough. You know, that's where the frustration um, comes at. That's, That's where the meltdowns come from, because it's like you don't understand me. Therefore, I'm not going to speak to you and this conversation is over and I'm going to sit in this corner because you're not hearing me. You don't see me or I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. You don't understand me. I can't do this. Whatever. I'm I'm not going to talk to you. I'm a big advocate. My daughter also has a communication device, but I see her um, use it less because uh, she's a little I want to say she's a little bit more verbal but she is the I'm just gonna try to say it and see how it works <laughs> where my son is like I you know I, I want to say it but I'm scared I'm gonna say it wrong she's like I'm gonna try it out <laughs> I'm gonna try it out and see what you get she's trying to verbalize as well and some things that you can under you can understand if you try hard enough but some things she's really she's really speaking but it's not as clear to other people what she's wanting. So that's when the device comes in because when she's at school, she can press a button and say, hey, this is what I need. Uh, So I'm not frustrated with you and you're not frustrated with me. And something that I just want to add in as an honorable mention, when your kids get older, they understand, right? They understand. And uh, I don't know if I backed it up, but my kids are severely autistic and they, uh, the cognitive is a little bit different. This is what we do now. We've we've made it to this stage where if you you can't find it on your device, you can't point to it because it's not in the room and you don't know how to sign it. This is what I say. Honorable mention. Just go get it. Just go get it. I, I don't I, I have, sometimes I throw my hands up like I, mommy doesn't know what you're saying. I don't I'm sorry for not understanding. I'm trying to take the time to understand. You're getting frustrated. I understand it. This is what I need you to do. Just go get it. Because at this point, we're not going to get anything accomplished. We're not getting anything accomplished if something is missing. Just go get it and we'll work from there. Here are the three ways that maybe will help you. Maybe not. Maybe try it. Maybe it's like, nah, Slade, I don't know what she's talking about. Hey, either way, I just know what works for me. Let's run down three ways again. So we have to point. We have to sign. We have a communication device if you can get your hands on one. And um, if I was you all, I would like look um, insurance. Some insurances will get it for you. Some schools will get it for you. And um, a lot of times if you have a speech therapist, they will also put in the paperwork for you for the insurance to help you get it. So talk to your speech therapist and maybe they can help you do something. I just, I just got real, really good speech therapists who are, who really wanted to work with our kids who was like, yep, this is what we need. We're going to, we're going to get it together. Like it was 2018 y'all was a really rough year for us as well. 
I think it was 2018. I might be lying. It might have been 2019. I was lying. 2019 was a really rough year. That's when we got all three diagnoses. So it wasn't the easiest time. And um, she made it a lot easier. You know, like a lot of, they did have a couple of speech therapists before them. Not for any reason of my own, but I, the speech therapist at that office kept leaving. And finally, we got one that stuck. She stuck and decided that it would be best to take both of our kids. And I can't thank her enough. And I hope that she knows who she is if she listens to this podcast. Because these kids have grown and she's introduced them to to more people in um, their life that they really enjoy. So that would be their new speech therapist because uh, she did have a uh, she did have a little one. And so she had, I don't know if she left completely, but I do know she went on maternity leave during the summertime. So they picked up a new speech therapist, which connects well with um, our children. And um, they also connect well with an OT there. And I just thank them so much. We have came so far. We came so far from where we started. And any parent that's out there that feels like, they're alone. You are not alone. We're not doing anything differently. We are in this fight with you as well. Even as the vocabulary grows with uh, our children, we are still in this fight with you. Uh, a lot of people don't know how our lifestyles are. Um, we still like to joke and have fun. And so do our kids. Uh, yes, my kids are nonverbal, but they're very funny and they pull pranks on me. Yes, they love to pull pranks. My daughter thinks she's absolutely hilarious. She kind of is, but I can't let her know that. <laughs> I just think that uh, these three these three ways of communication could help somebody today. And that was really my intention. Y'all, usually I want to be funny and comedic, and it's pretty funny. But I just really wanted to share some of my knowledge because I know uh, my mom, a couple of times she went to the store and she ran into people who had grandchildren or children with autism and um, she says, well, my daughter has three that has autism. And they're like, really? How can I get in touch with her? I'm not an expert, y'all. I just try different stuff out and see what lands. Kind of like trying to see if it's well, your spaghetti's well done. I just throw it at the wall and see what happens. Throw it at the wall, see what sticks. Because um, it's a learning experience and every child is different. And I just got lucky on some avenues where my two youngest are pretty much on the same wa- same wavelength. But they do learn differently. Like the way they learn, the way they might sit, the way they interact, they do they do that differently as well. So I just found that these are the three common ways that they do communicate, even though some, you know, one might use uh, pointing more or the communication device more. It, at least we have a starting point. I think most people they don't have a starting point because when you get the diagnosis, you, you there's paperwork in front of you, right? You're already overwhelmed at this point. You're like, dang, Oh Lord, this seems like a lot. Y'all say, I say, oh, Lord. you're like, man, this seems like, this seems like a lot. Like, what am I going to do? They give you all these things to like join communities and stuff like that. But you're still trying to gather all the information that was just laid out to you, right? Because they're so used to sitting down and being like, okay, well, this kid has autism. Here you go. And they don't do it intentionally, but they work with so many kids that it's natural to them to behave in that manner. And I don't think that's a bad thing or, you know, good or a bad thing. That's just what it is. And so 
at first you don't want to join groups like yeah I'm not with the group I would love to be with a group of of moms but I think that we're still isolated and I and I don't know (laughs) you probably do know because of my voice but um I am a black mom at that and so we are really isolated and I think that we can do better we can do better accepting people into the community community and building community that's what one of my goals is I want to do better as far as that goes because we have a lot to share with each other what works for you might work for me and vice versa y'all today is speech Tuesday so I'm gonna have to head out of here soon because my daughter has speech at eight o'clock in the morning and I know she is still sleeping because they still do school on the computer on zoom every single day (laughs) so I'm literally here 24 7 so it helps me to learn them a little bit more I can say that if they were in school I probably wouldn't know as much about their behaviors as I do now right because they spend what seven eight hours of school which my kids do ride a bus when when they are in school but the only reason they really ride the bus is because they need that constant, what's the word I'm looking for? They need the, hmm, see, every morning I try to sit here and think this through. They need something constant. So the bus is constant. It comes and picks them up around the same time every day and drops them off same time every day, just so it's on their schedule. Oh, and I, ooh, I just came up with another topic. And I think I want to talk about that, about like schedules, how to set up schedules, things that just kind of help me along the way. Like I kind of know how today's going to go. It's 730 now. <laughs> um, She's got to be up in a few so she can get on her Zoom because speech therapy is over Zoom because the offices, I think, are closed. Either closed or they're taking kids who they consider more severe. I'm I'm pretty sure they consider my children more severe as well. But they, um, they've been doing pretty well, uh, surprisingly. Because I think one thing about the speech therapist and the OT therapist, uh, yeah, and the occupational therapist, is that uh, when you go, I don't know if y'all know this, but when you go into like, a office where a speech therapist is and an occupational therapist, when they open that door, they have tons and tons of toys. So automatically, automatically, my kids are just off task. <laughs> That's an instant off, off task. So they have been doing um, therapy on Zoom for the last, yeah, for almost a whole year. Wow. They've been doing Zoom online for almost a whole year, but they have grown. Now, in some cases, if your child can't do it over Zoom, I understand. Because sometimes, y'all, they just don't be having it. They don't want to be communicating with nobody. They just don't want to be sitting down because it's it's your home, right? So your kids don't even want to sit down for school. They're like, ah, I'm over this. Plus, there's a bed, what, two steps down the hallway? So, yeah, uh, I hope, I really do hope that this helps someone out there. Like, if you're really struggling and you're trying to figure it all out, I say just be patient. You know, pick out something that's the easiest for you, like the communication device you might not have. But you can look up some easy phrases. Yeah, we have Google. Just make sure it's the right. Because sometimes sign language, they don't be doing right. People don't be doing right. There's plenty of things, plenty of people that be doing that. So just look. Even if you have a speech therapist, some speech therapists know, like, a little bit of sign language. You can learn that. You can teach them that, you know, because kids still emulate you. 
they emulate you. Even if they don't do the sign perfectly, at least you know so you can pass on the information to someone else, right? So I want to thank you for listening to me and I want to encourage, encourage, maybe it's encourage, encourage. Y'all don't get me to lying. I... (laughs) I want to encourage parents just to keep up the good work. Even when frustration sets in. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in another episode too. Because people be walking around here like they ain't frustrated. But thank you, thank you, thank you. And I can't wait to hear you all's feedback. To see if you all tried any of these these three things to see if you have a communication device and how y'all use it, how your household ran y'all leave it in the comments, the reviews. I, yeah. I'm not even sure how to use this stuff. Like I said, I'm still new. So I really would like to just say, thank you. Say thank you because someone, I think it was my mom. <laughs> my mom told me that I have a story and that I should tell it. And I think that I'm finally ready to share my story because I can help someone in the process. So if today was bad, tomorrow will be better. Thank you all for listening.